On today's show, it's What If Wednesday, and what if Luka Doncic is in the best shape of his life going into the season? Oh, I'm feeling good about this one. We'll talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. don't believe you shouldn't be here and welcome you're locked on to the dallas mavericks my name is nick angstead media member and nba channel manager for the locked on podcast network thanks for making locked on maps your first listen every day we are free and available on all platforms including youtube where the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment your team every day Below, let us know what would happen if Luka Doncic came in best shape of his life going into the season. What would happen to the Mavericks? What would happen to Luka? Let us know. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. And joining me, multiple time guest, friend of this show from the Gunshot Podcast, Lauren Gunn. What you got for me? Oh my gosh, it's good to be back. It's it's a boring time of the year right now, so I'm glad we've got something to talk about because I need it. It's a slow time. It's a time to dig into some other topics, some hypotheticals, some, you know, we talked about the potential Westbrook trade, and right before we hit record, I almost talked you into a potential (laughs) Westbrook trade for the Mavs, (laughs) but KD's making more requests and demands. There's stuff, still some stuff happening, but Mm -hmm. we're here talking about the Dallas Mavericks, and we've been doing this series called What If. We've been doing it, we've actually been doing it since 2018, which is kind of crazy to look back and see how long ago we've been doing these. There's like, what if the Mavericks? Uh, never traded for Rondo. What if, um, you know, they actually got DeAndre Jordan the first time? What if they never traded for Porzingis? It's like all kinds of different ones we've done. And this one is one looking forward, not necessarily one looking back. It's what if Luka Doncic came into this season in the best shape of his life? Because there was a quote recently from his trainer, and it just it piqued everyone's interest. Front page of Reddit on on Reddit NBA and Reddit Mavericks, like all all over the place. This quote. And all the comments were just, the league is effed. Like, those are all the comments underneath it from Mavericks fans, from non-Mavericks fans. Because this is what we've all been waiting for. And this is what he said. Luka Doncic's trainer. Shortly after the end of the season, Luka contacted me and said that he wanted to start fitness training immediately. Together with Goran Dragic, they worked for three weeks. The national team action followed. When he went on vacation, he asked me for a work plan. He remains active. I am in contact contact with him on an almost daily basis. He keeps his shape. He will improve everything during the national team practices. Well, he will prepare with maximum effort. How much, Lauren, how much are you reading <laughs> into a quote like that? That it's just, you know, trainer talk or it's just trainer speak. And how much of that should we really take as, ooh, this could actually happen? Yeah, I mean, well, I like I like that he says he re- he contacted me immediately and said that he wanted to get started immediately. I like that, and I can't help but think that, you know, you get a taste of the Western Conference Finals and you want to get back there, and you know that one thing that you can do to help you get back there is to come into the season in the best sh- shape of your life, potentially. Um, but you have to take, you know, a grain of salt. This is, what else are they going to say? He's not going to say, you know, we're sitting around eating Whataburger all day. So, like... On one hand, well, he's, on he's one not hand, over there for sure. Yeah, he's definitely not over there. And so on it's one Whataburger hand, shipped to him overseas. Yeah, flown over, <laughs> air delivery. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, you have to like take a, that grain of salt, but at the same time, he didn't have to say any of this. And so 
Um, I think there's lots of reason to be optimistic and and be hopeful. And and yeah, I think the logical thing to take away is, yeah, made it to the Western Conference Finals. Why wouldn't you want to try and come back in uh, and put yourself in a best in the best position possible? These what ifs every single week we do on Wednesday are always looking hypothetical. Like what if what if something happened? It's a hypothetical. We take a little bit of a leap. Like if something had happened, then this. Mm-hmm. This we're taking a little this from this quote we're taking a little bit of a leap too. Mm-hmm. This quote is not his trainer is not saying he's in the best shape of his life yet. But what his trainer is saying is what really got me excited is that we kept waiting for okay after the Warriors series. All right, he's got to get he's got to be motivated. He's got to see how much they're attacking him on defense, how much he's, you know, the switch is, is coming for him, like how much they're, the Warriors are going after him speed-wise. The Suns did it to him too, but how much they're going after him and how much he needs to improve on that end. And mm-hmm. we want to see some tangible evidence of him saying, all right, I've got to work on this. I've got to respond to that. I've got to answer for this. Um I think Isaac has even talked about a couple of times, like game two of the Warriors series was like, should be a wake-up call. That should just be a wake-up call for Luka in general. And this, to me, says that. This, to me, says, Mm -hmm. all right, shortly after the end of the season, he didn't take his break. He knew the national team was coming. He was like, let me just stay in shape. Let's just keep working. I got to work. And then he said he remains active. He's in contact with him. And he's going to be prepared for maximum effort when the national team starts. And that's, like, not long from now. That's, what, like a month? couple mm-hmm. weeks couple weeks from now at this point. And so that to me is where I get really excited about this quote is that he's feeling what just happened in the playoffs and it's motivating him to take that next step. Yeah, definitely. And I think that we're lucky to get to even see the Eurobasket and and watch to see how he looks. Like anything that's different about his game and what he's been working on from a basketball sense, like I am very excited to get to see him in that environment. What he looks like that's not like a photo, like not a photo. Photoshop, like yeah, yeah, yeah. A perfect angle where you're like, okay, like <laughs> photos are nuts because you can make somebody look like double chin, <laughs> yeah. or you can make them look like you know they're we perfectly need a in shape. Size. We need a, a decent sample size, maybe some video. Like we need yeah. the Mavs. We need it all. Every anyone listening right now, you have that one friend that just looks so different in Instagram photos <laughs> than they do in real life, just because of the angle that you take, maybe the filter you put on, and you're like, I don't know if you look like that in real life. <laughs> Everyone's got that friend. A hundred percent. I'm not naming names, but a hundred percent we all do. Now, am I saying Luke? Luca is not even taking these pictures of himself. It's always somebody else, like taking a picture with him. We see it, and you're like, "Ooh, skinny Luca!" Like mm-hmm. Luca's coming in. Um, but we've seen. But the other, the other reason why we get excited about this and about him like wanting to get in shape is the start of last season and start of most Maverick seasons over the last couple of years have been pretty rough. They get off to kind of a 500 start or so, and then Luca works himself into shape, and then they just go on a tear and. Mm-hmm. We've seen Jokic, we've seen Shaq, we've seen Embiid get in the best shape of their life to enter a season, and it's like their MVP season. It's the best mm-hmm. season of their career, right? They, they come into the season right away, they're ready to go, and this is what we're hoping for Luka, to be in the best shape of his life and to put on an MVP season. He's he's had the numbers, it's just, that will the team success come with it? Will he continue it from the start of the season to the end of the season? And if he's in the best shape of his life, then there's a pretty good chance he can accomplish any of that stuff. Yeah, 100%. And I I really do think that as much as this is a, a what if, it's not, and, and yeah, there's an element of a leap to it, but it's not 
like impossible. This isn't so much of a what if as to like, oh, well, it would be nice, but like, this is just a fun conversation. Like it's, it is fully possible that, you know, this season or even the next or the one after that, that it won't be long before he's hitting, you know, those mid to late twenties where he's like, Hey, you know, this is, there's no reason I can't finish. uh, And my team can't finish towards the top of this thing every single year. Absolutely. Until they look at what we ranked the supporting cast as yesterday. Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) (laughs) Ranking of the supporting cast. Um, But it's not bad. So, yeah. yeah, So, so Luca, hopefully in the best shape of his life. um, And, uh, and, and yeah, that hopefully we're taking that quote and Luca is is working on it. Eurobaskets is is a a little bit different than the Olympics a couple years ago when he was um, struggling and he took a break right after that. So, it should be this season should be better set up for him. It's longer off season than he's had. You have to remember, first couple of years of Luca's career now have just been the weirdest short off season, shortened weird season, COVID, all that kind of stuff that's happened in these seasons. This is now going to be his second like normal year in a row, and finally the first normal off season since when? Like his rookie year, like the, like right after his rookie year. Yeah, I think so, which is Cause, crazy. Because his rookie year ended the 2019 offseason, and then you mm-hmm. had 2020, and that wasn't normal. And then Mm-mm. since then, it hasn't been normal. This is the first normal offseason since then, so that should bode well for him. But coming up, let's talk about what it would mean for the Mavericks as a whole. If Luka came in the best shape of his life, was ready to go from day one, what would it mean for the Mavericks' offense And which other Maverick would benefit the most? We'll talk about that with Lauren coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. They have the best odds and lines and spreads all over sports. They even have Eurobasket. We've been talking about that, but they have Eurobasket. Let's check right here. Eurobasket, the... Oh, they have the groups now. Group B is where Slovenia is in. They're plus 125. France is plus 185 to win that group. Uh, Hungary... Plus 15,000. Sorry, guys. <laughs> a really rough group to be in. Lithuania is plus 400. Germany plus 700. So if you're feeling good about Slovenia's chances, you want to put a little bit of money down on it, go check out Bet Online. They have Eurobasket. They have uh, they have baseball. They have the World Cup, too. They have all kinds of different things. So go check it out. It's Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Lauren, we're getting into a what if. What if Luka Doncic came into the season best shape of his life his trainers feeling good about his activity were excited that he wanted to get to work right away right after the season wanted to stay in shape but what would it mean for the Mavericks offense I think one of the biggest things is they would start off better (laughs) than they've started (laughs) off in the past I mean started last season 16 we forget when you look at the win totals from last year Mavericks started 16 and 18 I'm gonna keep reminding people that over and over again Mm -hmm. because both the Mavericks and the Celtics have this crazy, weird, started off really bad and then finished the season so strong. And that's why they went to the Western Conference Finals and then the Finals because they just finished so strong and they were peaking right at the right point. Mm-hmm. But the Mavericks, if they start the season a little bit better, season is long, anything can happen, put injuries aside and all that. It would bode well for the Mavericks. Like they could have gotten easily like another five to six wins if they had just started off the season better than they did. 
Yeah, it's crazy to think about. And I mean, the West is obviously going to be more difficult this year, but even last year, uh, in the last couple of months, everyone's sitting there talking about, okay, who are who are they going to end up playing? Do we want the Jazz? Do we want, you know, this team to fall, this team to fall? Who do we want to play come playoff time? And so in the West, it does matter. And, you know, the first couple months are huge, even though a lot of teams have a lot of different things to figure out. And it does look like the Mavericks are going to be one of those teams this year with all these, you know, new people. But um, having Luca in great shape would obviously help them a good, good bit in that department. I think it also we'll talk about his MVP case in a little bit, but I think it would also matter a lot for his MVP case if he came in right away, because there's something about how slow the Mavericks started and how much he had to overcome since Jokic had such a good year and beat had such a good year. Giannis was having such a good year. Luca had to overcome more, even though he finished with a better record than the Bucks, but he didn't finish with a, with more MVP votes than than Giannis did because Giannis put together a full season. Maybe his stats are a little bit better, but you start to look at those things. And if he starts off this, if he starts off really well, then the narrative follows him a little bit more. There's less to overcome. So many in the so many people in the YouTube comment section take a shot every time we say narrative about the <laughs> MVP. It just happens because it's there's just so much is driven by that. Yeah. But what would what would Luka Doncic being in the best shape of his life mean for the Mavericks offense? Lauren, would they finally run a little bit more? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I would love to see them get out and run and just maybe pick up the pace a little bit because it what what drives me crazy is that they do have athletic like solid athletes on the team. It's just there are sometimes when it's like okay, outside of Luka, maybe even outside of Dinwiddie, sometimes the finishing ability isn't always you know, top tier, but Luca will find you just, I would love to see them get out and run. That would really just make my heart happy, but I don't know that I'd be betting, putting all my money on it. The thing is they just, between Luca and Brunson, they just had these two guys that just set up and go to work. Right. And mm. when you set up and go to work in the half court, you just don't, you just don't run very much. Right. Uh, and they just slow it down. They have these guys and the other guys, Dorian, Bullock that you mentioned, they spot up and they're not dri- they're not driving the paint. They're not handling the ball in the in you know in the open court. They just don't have anybody like that, except for your boy, except for Josh Green. It's kind of like that one guy. If they can, if he takes a leap forward, if he takes another step, then maybe they get out and run a little bit more. Luca pushes the pace a little bit more if he's in better shape to start the season. I don't know if that that factors in a whole lot, but maybe they run just a little bit more than <laughs> none that they did last season. Uh, and I don't think Christian Wood and JaVale McGee really helped that either, even though JaVale McGee can still run the court. Like, that's one of the few things he's super good at. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Christian Wood is pretty athletic as well. But um, any other change? Oh, the one other change to the offense, which I talked about this in our MVP case for Luca podcast the other day. He has to be better at finishing the rim. Last year, he did not finish at the rim very well at all. And I think if he was in better shape to start the season, he finishes he finishes around the rim better. He takes contact better. He's, you know, he has enough momentum and he has enough, like, almost like stamina to get to the rim and finish <laughs> the way that he needs to because he takes so much contact going to the rim and finishing around. You look at his two-point percentage over the last couple of years, it was like 65%, 67%, and then went down to 62% last year. And mm-hmm. that's where he struggled. If he if he improves that a lot, then that's that's a big win for the Mavericks offense and for him as a player individually. Yeah, it was like so since I mean, since obviously the Mavs got Luca, there was a minute where it was like, why doesn't he utilize this mid-range game more? And why if he could just mm. make that a bigger part of his game, he would just be so much more lethal. And then he started doing that and it was just like, man, okay, what's next? Where can you possibly expect him to get better or hope that he gets better? And now we're looking at, you know, 
finishing at a higher efficiency in, in terms of finishing and, and how health and stamina and, and being in good shape all plays into that. But the best part about all of these things is that these are controllable factors for him. And it does look like he's aware of that, prioritizing that. And I mean, these are all good things for the Mavericks, especially like, and I cannot um, emphasize it enough with all the changes that they're having to deal with coming off of an off season again, you have to have as many things on your side as possible. So this does look like a really good thing for them. And I'm sure, I'm sure everyone's just as excited as, uh, as, as the fans are really. I think also my, my conspiracy that Jason Kidd is, is using this Christian Wood benching as like a, a motivating factor for him to get him to, to do the things they want to do on defense to eventually get him in the starting lineup. But if they do that, then they have, then they have can easily play five out. If he's mm-hmm. gonna be the if he's gonna be the center, and the last time we saw Luka Doncic play in a five out system, they were the best offense in league history. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last time we saw him play in a really good one with Porzingis and uh, actually spacing the floor because he he spaced the floor better than Maxi or whoever else. And so if that happens, then I think that both that bodes so so well for their offense to have that piece of it, and then also Luka best shape of his life, you know, playing the playing the best of his life. It just works in tandem so well. His ability to get to the rim, the spacing, and all that, that uh, the Mavs might bounce back. Because last year, they had a down year for them offensively. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it really is going back to kind of what you were saying earlier about how narratives uh, can change based off of the way the season starts for a player, whether it's from an M- MVP standpoint or even just like the team record kind of for, for the season as a whole. Um, for them to be able to pick up and and start the season off with a bang instead of going kind of 500 or even a little worse than that that would do so so much for them not even just from like where they finish or Luca and the MVP standpoint but sometimes even just the league perception of your team if you start off slow sometimes having to overcome that is much more difficult than starting off hot and then the way your team is perceived after that and that all comes into play when you're talking about market value guys whose market value you're trying to get up there like these all come into play and it again luca like luca getting in shape plays into what the record might be coming out of the gates and those are all things that they need to obviously be aware of and some of those things aren't in there and everyone's control but trying to get things started on the right foot is a really really big thing uh and should be a big priority for them yeah it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see if yeah, it it's just going to be interesting to see them play with these with these different bigs now because we've just become so accustomed to the bigs they had. Porzingis mm-hmm. for a while, Dwight obviously for forever. Maxi, we're like, all right, we're just used to this. Let's settle back in. Let's see how they run. And now with these two different guys, uh, they have so many more options. Like you have the, mm-hmm. the pick and pop availability with Christian Wood, pick and roll as well with him. He rolls better than Porzingis did. So that's going to be more of an option than they've had in the past. And I'm excited to see how that works. The rolling with JaVale McGee is better than the rolling with Dwight Powell even. And Luca mm-hmm. has made Dwight Powell an incredible role guy. Mm-hmm. And so that is going to be interesting to see how they make that work. Um, coming up, though, let, which Maverick would benefit the most? Let's talk about the rest of this roster and who would benefit the most if Luca came in the best shape of his life. And then we'll talk about the MVP for Luca, who's in his path and uh, and what it would mean for Luca. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Lauren, we're continuing our what if series. What if Luka Doncic is in the best shape of his life going into the season? Which Maverick would benefit the most if Luca came in best shape of his life to start the season? I do think you can make a case for a few, but for me, it's it's 
easily Christian Wood because even mm. even in the event that he doesn't kick off the season in the starting lineup, which I believe he will be in the starting lineup, I do think he'll end the season in the starting lineup and in the closing lineups. And so if Luca comes in in the best shape of his life, with Christian Wood being kind of the only other guy in the offense that can get his own shot pending whether or not Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddie is also a part of that lineup. If Christian Wood is the only other guy that can really create his own shot, then having Luca in the best shape of his life makes his life easier because if if Luca's in good shape, he's not going to have to necessarily defer completely to someone else to be able to create their own shot down the stretch in the second quarter. At the end of the first quarter, if he goes back to playing the, fir- the whole first quarter, whatever the case may be, um, I do think it will kind of take the pressure of Christian Wood having to score a bunch of points off of him a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they work together and then how much how much Luca can add to his game because mm-hmm. just you just look at the point guards Christian Wood has played with. I mean, it is not a it is not a great list. <laughs> no, it is. It really isn't. It is not the Jason Kidd, Steve Nash of point guard lists. Like mm-hmm. he has not played with many and so I'm interested to see how they work together. But him being in the best shape it helps him navigate, you know, in in the lane, helps him to to you know, to stay ready when he's coming off of drives to be able to kick back to be able to to hit Christian Wood to know where he is all that stuff like just everything improves when you're when you're in better shape but my answer to this question I think is Spencer Dinwiddie and I think it's I think it's because who else late in games is going to be given the ball and asked to do anything or even thought of to do anything once they have the ball in their hands and they're not wide open it's just Spencer Dinwiddie at this point maybe Christian Wood you mentioned he has some like he is, he has some ability to get his shot. I don't think last two minutes of a game, last minute of a game, you're asking Christian Wood to do anything. The Mavericks right. have asked Spencer Dinwiddie in last season, his very short sample size, to to like do something with the ball or Luca's out, do something with the ball against that Kings team when they had that huge comeback. And if Luca's in better shape, he's better down the stretch. It takes pressure off of Spencer Dinwiddie, and I think that's going to be huge because there's going to be a lot asked of him this season with no Brunson and no other ball handlers. So far, like we had Greg St. Jean on our podcast, and he said that their other ball handlers are Josh Green, Frank Nilakina, and Jaden Hardy. And we said, okay, <laughs> that is that is quite the answer. So it's literally just Luca and Dinwiddie until another move gets made, until you know whoever else the the KD or or Donovan Mitchell trades go through, and the Mavericks end up with somebody else. But until that happens, it's just Luca and Dinwiddie, and any way that. Luca could take pressure off of Dinwiddie is going to help him because this is, there's going to be a lot on him. Yeah, I think I, I definitely think Spencer Dinwiddie is is going to benefit. I mean, I I think he's going to benefit in a lot of ways this year, um, and not even just and when it comes to Luca's physique and how that will impact the load, uh, the shot, the just anything that gets thrown on him. I think the increased role. Um, is going to be really solid for him. I, I feel like they they trust him enough, and like you said, they have to. Like besides Luca, who else are you looking at? And so for for Dinwiddie, I really do think he's going to have a really good opportunity to step up, earn the trust, establish himself potentially as a starter. I can't imagine. I think it's going to be a similar thing to last year, personally. Um, and then down the stretch, I, I just I think that him who he's another guy who looks like he's could potentially be in the best shape of his life uh, coming into this season. So having those two locked in, trusting each other, um, I do think that it could actually be a pretty lethal backcourt uh, with those two. Because I, I don't know, I'm a big, I'm a big Dinwiddie believer right now. Even mm. though there were some rough playoff games, I still, I'm, I'm a big believer. 
I feel like the new, so going in, like heading to training camp, going into all that preseason, I feel like, I don't know if you remember, I think you were on the show last year when we did the Christoph Porzingis first healthy off season. And we took a drink. <laughs> we took a drink every single time. I feel like the new drink is going to like phrase is going to be, this is Spencer Dinwiddie's first healthy first uh, off season, you know, or the first full year since his ACL injury. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the first, that's going to be the thing is, Oh, Dinwiddie's coming off. You know, this is his first full year after <laughs> removed from his ACL injury. Like that's going to be the new thing. And everybody's better going into their second year, mm-hmm. but it's, it's true. Like it becomes a cliche because it's true at, at a certain point. And so, yeah, that'll be, that'll be really interesting to see how those guys play together. But I think, if Luka comes in best shape of his life, Dinwiddie benefits a lot, especially late in games. Um, Luka MVP. Would, would MVP matter, and would it matter more to Luka, Mavs fans, the Mavericks, Mark Cuban? Who do you think a Luka, what do you think mm-hmm. a Luka MVP would matter? Because if he is in the best shape of his life, it's right. the MVP is like, just chalk it up. <laughs> like, right, just, right, right. Almost just give it to him. Yeah. God, that's a good question. Who would it matter most to that is a really good question i i you can, honest you can split fans into Slo- slovenian fans and oh like, lord that just makes it MF- harder mffl fans too if you want to um that makes it i feel like i would have to say the fans but like my second very very close is mark in the front office because <laughs> they are trying to like get this roster somehow like appealing to people that are like wanting to to switch teams or looking at other teams. How, how could you do that? And what better pitch than saying, Oh, we have an MVP. All you got to do is come join them. Um, mm. I, and I feel like that is a very close second, but I think the fans, like the fans want this so bad. So, so, so bad. And so I, I can't not say them. I think unless it's it's KDs or some some other some other notable ones Giannis's or some other notable ones in the past, the MVP means more to the fans than it does to the player. Like a couple a couple oh, MVP, yes. couple MVPs in, it's like oh Heat fans got more excited than LeBron did <laughs> to, to win those MVPs. <laughs> but I wouldn't under I wouldn't understate what it would mean for Luca because yeah. if you remember the, that Bleacher Report video when he was a rookie and it went through the the things of his career he wanted to do and he was like. I want to win Rookie of the Year. I want to dunk on Chris Porzingis. I want to become King of New York. I want to win MV. I want to make the playoffs, and I want to win MVP. That was like one of the few things that we've seen from him as like a goal in his career besides winning. Yeah. Um, how they got him to do that video, I have no idea. Now thinking about yeah. the way he answers questions mm-hmm. <laughs> since then, because he only ever answers with, you know, it's about the team. He like sets another record with stats. He's like, oh, I don't care about that. It's about mm-hmm. winning. It's about team. But somehow they got him to say, I want to dunk on Porzingis. Like, <laughs> I want to yeah. win the MVP. <laughs> I, yeah, it really is crazy thinking about that and Luca now. It, it's just, yeah, two, it feels like two different worlds, but <laughs> it, it is hilarious. I think we'll, we'll hold on to that one for forever. We got to catch Jaden Hardy saying some stuff now before he becomes media savvy and smart about a hundred percent. Oh, a hundred percent. Now is the time with him. He's just excited to be here. He's like, Oh, I'll say anything. I feel like <laughs> we got so to catch him before. Hopefully he takes a big leap. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think the MVP would matter a lot to Luca. It's been one of his personal, like professional goals and all that coming to another country, you know, playing as well as he has, uh, it being easier to score here than it it is (laughs) in EuroLeague and then winning this MVP. But yeah, I think, I I don't know if it would mean more to anybody than Mark Cuban. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, right? Like it, I just, I it's don't just know. Such a, it's such a validating thing to have, you know, to, to, to get not just one MVP. You've had two MVPs on your, in your franchise. Not many franchises can say that. I'm actually, That's as you talk point. about this, I'm going to look up MVP. I don't think there's been too many. Yeah. Um, Especially in the manner. And like, sometimes it's, it's, it's a lot easier to do when you're a big market team or it's just easier to acquire talent. But if you really think about Dirk winning his, his MVP and Luca, you, I, I have to imagine when the time comes that he wins his MVP, like that is not easy to do. And so I think, you know, sometimes if you just take a step back and you're like, oh, well, this team, think about all the great players that they've had on and in and, and the history of their organization versus this team. You just sometimes, to, in, in my opinion, it is apples and oranges because it can just be easier to acquire talent if you're in a big market. Um, and so, yeah, for, for, for Mavs fans, for the organizations, and, and even for Mark, I do think it would be quite a big deal. Okay, there's been 22 teams that have had an MVP on their team. And I'm trying to weed some of them out. Um, okay. Four of them are the St. Louis Hawks, the Cincinnati Royals, the <laughs> Buffalo Braves, and the and the Baltimore Bullets. That means there's only 18 current teams wow. that have had an MVP on their team. And only 10 teams have had two MVPs. It's the Sixers who have had four. Lakers had four. Celtics have had four. Rockets have had three. Spurs had two with Duncan Robinson. Suns had two. Thunder have had two. Bucks have had two with Giannis and Kareem. Um, Warriors have had two with Wilton Steph. Bulls have had two with Jordan and Derrick Rose. Wow. That's it. Like, there's only 10 teams in NBA history have had two MVPs, and to have Dirk and Luka on there would be – that would mean a lot to the organization, mean a lot mm-hmm. to the fans, and uh, maybe even more than it would mean to Luka. Yeah, I, I definitely think you can make that case. It is crazy when you're rattling off all those names and you think back to the historic teams, you think back to the records, the players, and thinking about – having Dirk and Luca be a part of that is just, it really, really is crazy to think that we're, you know, seeing it all happen right now. It's crazy. Wild. So there you go. Let us know in the comment section. What would you think? What would happen if Luca was in the best shape of his life going into the season? What would happen to the Mavs? What would happen to Luca? All that. You can go follow Lauren on Twitter at the Lauren gun. You can listen to her podcast linked on there as well. Guys, we will be back tomorrow. Isaac's book club. He's reading the Tim Cato hundred things that you a Mavericks fan should uh, die or see before they die. Something about, is it before they die? It's a hundred things you should know before you die. Mavs fan should, I've got it. Another, I've got it like right over here. I know. Here. I've got I've got it right there too, but I can't read it from here. <laughs> but yeah, his book club is tomorrow. We'll be doing a game pod on Friday, playing some fun games with people. So guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.